So we have style, we got flavor, we got rhythm. I mean, the black man in America is the most copied man on this planet, bar none. Everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. The culture of it, we're bringing them the culture of it. I feel it's our time. Two G's in a pod. There's nothing we can't talk about. We can cover anything. We're well versed. That's real. Two G's in a pod. The thing about me and you is, it's a respect thing. Goldfinger, my man G. What up, G? They not have two. Two G's in a pod. Anything you say once, you best be able to say it twice or don't say it. I believe that. Two G's in a pod. Good people, good people, good people. What's going on? This is Two G's in a pod. I am once again the infamous Iron Glenn, and to my left sits who? Yo, what up? It's Goldfinger. What up, G? What's going on, my man? Everything's everything. So far, so good. So they say, but as we always <laughs> say, everything we see ain't what it is. Yeah. And everything we hear, we didn't hear. Yeah, I guess not. But um, how you feeling, man? How's everything? Um, Everything's good. You know, as good taking, as good can as be, good right? as good can be. Taking right. everything that's going on, everything is as good as good can be. So we doing this. Um, this is June eighteenth, the day before Juneteenth. Correct. And um, I gotta be honest, man. This whole thing is a little weird. Listen, we we're not used to getting all this black love. Black love. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not we're not used to getting getting all this black love that they showing us right now, you know. Uh, Cuomo is supposed to be making uh Juneteenth a paid holiday. holiday. Uh there's gonna be a national push to make it a paid holiday. So for us it, 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 it's 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 almost like okay, we're gonna give you this. But something's coming. Yo, man, I'm still trying to get over the fact that uh, everybody wore Kente gloves for some reason. <laughs> you still? <laughs> Listen, if that's going to get Juneteenth as a national holiday, you know what? Let them let go on and rock the Kente cloth. So, hey, yo, man. Netflix was like, you got to watch these movies. <laughs> Netflix. Listen, everybody's just showing. Like I said, man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not used to us getting all this love. No, and attention as well. It's a lot of attention. But the thing is, the thing that we're talking about the most, right, is why the cops keep killing us, and nobody <laughs> wants to talk about that. Listen, I told you my solution, and people think it's like you know it's, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a little transition. But if you start hitting the motherfuckers in the pocket and constantly hit them in the pocket, and what I say by me, what I mean when I say when I say hit them in the pocket, any lawsuits, any financial um, um, money that's going to be returned to, regardless of if they kill someone or if they physically abuse someone, have it come directly from their pensions. When you start hitting them pensions, they're going to start thinking twice because majority of the cops. They take the job because it has that pension in place. So if you start saying, okay, 
you want to, you know, you want to physically abuse someone unnecessarily. That person sues because, and the taxpayer is going to pay for it. And they said, nah, nah, nah. Let the cops pay for it. Yeah, let, let the, it start coming from all their pensions. I agree. I with guarantee that. you, things will start to slow down, and they will start thinking twice. I, I totally agree with that. Now, brother Dick Gregory, uh, rest in peace. He definitely had that as a thought, and um, if you know that you're personally gonna be jeopardizing your family's life or your family's livelihood, exactly, you're gonna think two, three, four, and five, five times, times before you start killing people. Yeah, because. I'm not a big fan of um, um, disbanding the police because police serve a purpose. But they have to understand that they serve the purpose for everyone. Yes. So you can't be selective who you're going to cheat, you know what I'm saying, who you're going to treat right and who you're going to treat bad. So you want that equally over the bo- or across the board. We want everything fair across the board. So now you start with that abusive shit, you start, hit them straight to the pockets, you go straight to their pension and let them pay for it out of their pension as a collective, not just his pension, all of their pensions. Right. So now they'll be more inclined to, to police each other. Exactly. Because like, hey, yo, you're fucking with our long-term money. Exactly. And and you have a, a little less of that blue wall of silence of where somebody's going to cover it up for them because, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like I said, you start doing that, that blue wall of silence will come, start will come a down. blue sheet of tranquility because they're going to be like, yo, you fucking with our long-term money. Um, we're finding out that the, the cops in Atlanta um, that, um, I guess you could say, murdered Rayshard Brooks, yep. the, the the young fellow that was um was shot was, in the back, was shot him. in the shot in the back, shot in, in, the, in back, the Wendy's, in the Wendy's in, in the Atlanta. Wendy's. Um, basically, th- there's footage now that's showing him getting kicked in the head after he was dead, yeah. standing so on the shoulders. So not only did you shoot him, you so want to kick him in the head. Stand on his shoulders while he's down. He's not getting up. You shot him three times, twice Add, in the back. Add an insult to injury, yeah. and then um, didn't call the MT, EMTs for about three minutes after. And then, um, well, when one of the guys are going to flip now. Oh, you know that? I'm they, not going down with you. They're saying that in Atlanta that the death penalty is on the board, yeah. and and I think also with your plan of taking their pensions and pensions, and you know. Basically, personally personalizing the the wrongdoing that they're doing, I think that the criminal or the criminality of the situation should be addressed as well, more so than it just being some type of situation where oh he gets the benefit of the doubt because he's a cop. No, no, he's got to get treated like a person. You know, he did a criminal. You did criminal act. You have to get treated. So he should be persecuted just like anyone else. Yeah, that's how that should go. That's exactly across the board. Doesn't matter. Yeah, totally. So until you, like I said, you start holding them financially responsible themselves. Like I said, you attack their pension as a whole, not as an individual, but as a whole. That's when you'll start getting the uh, that blue wall of silence to start coming down. Because it's like, you're not just fucking with your money. You're fucking with all our money. True. Because, you know, I think certain families just start, you know, until they do something like that. You know, like they did OJ. You, you know, OJ did it. Like they did OJ, um, the wrongful death suit. Yeah. So, you know, that, don't just sue the city. Sue them personally. Sue them for a wrongful death. Because regardless of what, they still committed a criminal act. So we, if they're not guilty in in the eyes of the law um, physically, make them guilty monetarily. 
And another thing too, a lot of this stuff um, with these with these crimes that these guys have continuously done, and it gets pushed off, or the ones that are not televised or the ones that are not promoted as wrongdoing, they have these cases on their record. All this stuff, all this stuff should be accessible to the public to know that this this guy's been in, like the the guy that you know that murdered guy in um in in Atlanta in the Wendy's. He had another shooting on his record. But you got to figure like this, right? What's the first thing they do when one of us commit a crime? The first thing they do, they start, they start talking about them. The first thing they start talking about is our criminal history. Yeah, they totally do. But they try to pre- pretend like their history is irrelevant. Yeah. Regardless of how many fucking violations that they have. Yeah. There's no patterns that lead no up to it. to it. There's no... You know, um, that becomes irrelevant, which yeah. is bullshit. Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If my criminal history is relevant to... And it, it don't even make sense. You're making it relevant to me getting shot. Like, okay, okay, I had a bunch of traffic tickets, but I just got killed. Did I deserve to get killed just because I had fucking traffic tickets? Another thing is, too, just like um, the rapper Plies, he put in one of his Instagram posts, he was saying that if we're in the hood and we do something, you get arrested. There's no time for us nah, to figure it nah, out. There's no figuring it out. It's like, yo, I just shot three dudes on a corner. We're not going to arrest them right now. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, we need, we need time to, yeah. to do this. No, no, we don't there's need that, that time. No, there's you need on to, the spot right. arrested exactly. if I'm lucky. Exactly, exactly. So if I'm lucky. We have, we have to start thinking more common sense and of course we're common sense, sense. for the common man without yes, question that's that's our moniker that's what we go by but as my mom always said just because it's called common sense don't mean it's that common don't mean it's that common yeah so when they say when we all say i'm like i said i'm not a proponent of disbanding the police i'm not even a proponent of of, of disfunding them completely but i am a proponent of holding them accountable well, I'm in I'm I'm in the the way of demilitarizing them. We're right. both on the on on the line of demilitarizing the police, um, and holding them accountable uh, monetarily and criminally. Right. You understand? But until you you know that, that monetary thing, every, no one likes their money fucked with. No one. Right. So when you start really hitting their pockets and not our pockets as taxpayers, their pockets as in their pensions, their bank accounts, their, their, their livelihoods. Right. Then you'll start to see them start policing themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like I said, we, we, we just want fairness across the board, whether it's with the police, whether it's with jobs, whether it's with bankings, regardless of what, we just want fairness off the board. You know, across the board, we just want want fairness, and that's, in my opinion, is going to be a long way off because we got to change a shit ton of mindsets across not only, the board. Not 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 only the people that we do business with, but with you the know, people that we associate that, with on a regular that, basis. Yeah, so they yeah. may not outwardly say it, but in the back of their minds, they're thinking it. It's very interesting how people are reacting to this new normal, and um, it's jarring. It's been jarring for a lot of people, but for most people, or at least people of our ilk, it seems that um, it's a wake-up call to how other people feel about us. 
Yeah. There's definitely a few people I had to kind of purge from my circle and purge from me associating with them because we can disagree on a lot of things, whether it's sports, religion, um, women, food, whatever. Race is not one thing that we can we can disagree on. If you're you're if you have racist or bigotry in you, we can't associate. Because like I said, one day that's going to be pointed at me, and I'm going to react in kindly. And you know what I'm going to say? Right. I'm gonna punch you dead in the face. Right. Yeah. You because <laughs> in the immediate, that's going to be my response. Yeah. You know, no matter how cool we are or how cool you may think we are, once you direct that bigotry towards me. The interesting thing now is the 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 ignorance of or the I guess obliviousness of people coming out and saying, "Oh, I didn't know that that was offensive. Oh, I didn't know that you felt like that." It's like this big um, type of situation where you just landed here and this stuff just happened. You know what? I, I kind of blame us for that. Why? Because we, as a people, myself included, let a lot of shit slide. Mm. That's valid. You understand? So it's like, well, we're talking, we're in, we're in the hoods. So we're talking amongst ourselves as guys. If a guy make a reference to you that makes you feel uncomfortable, if he's of the same color, you're going to check him instantly. Right, but if they make like 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 a, it don't even have to be a a, a a blatant racist comment towards you. It could be vaguely racist. We'll let it slide. Well, there's a lot of factors that go along with it. The mm-hmm. fact of the matter is that you know you can become the angry guy. Definitely, we all have the potential to become the angry. Do guy. you know what I mean? But the the, the the point I'm saying is, it's like because of whatever the situation it could be, like a work situation. Um, you can just be on the train, whatever the case may be, and you can hear over here something, and it don't have to be directed. You could be directed at another race, but if it make you feel uncomfortable, it's a check worthy. Uh, right, but uh, then you get, incident. but then you get into the point where you're policing people on a regular over your perceived slights, and but, it's nothing wrong with it. But do you want to be that person that, with everything that's going on? <laughs> have to defend yourself for every single subject that comes up. That's it's exhausting. Not even to, it could be exhausting or it could be one of those things where at some point they're going to be like, shit, I can't, I can't be saying that. So now that, um, I guess everybody is so conscious quote unquote, because everything that is a problem from our syrup to our pancakes, to our rice, breakfast, to rice, to, you know, coffee and everything else <laughs> in between. They're willing to um, just, let's just make it right. Thing is, I'm really uncomfortable with the fact that it got to this point where now all of a sudden everybody's throwing me at Copas and everybody's so supportive. Why? Why? Guilt. Is it guilt? Or guilt. is it? Or is it to pacify us because 
we're not asking because they they didn't ask. We didn't ask. To we didn't ask for that. We didn't ask. We I definitely no, didn't ask for. I definitely didn't ask for the look, syrup. I like Aunt Jemima. I like Aunt Jemima too. I actually think I may have an Aunt Jemima. <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah. So so let's get you to know, that. My family's from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. So that I probably from have a Rocky Point, Aunt North Carolina. There you go. <laughs> So, so what up, cuz? <laughs> <What up? laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's one of the things where, um, yeah, we didn't we didn't ask for it, and we're getting a lot of stuff that we didn't ask for. We didn't ask for a lot of this stuff. A lot of these donations are coming, and it's going to the Black Lives Matter campaign, which in itself is an anomaly because I'm not exactly sure who. Black Lives Matter is or who they represent in totality. I mean, their, their website is, is, is strange. <laughs> so there's, I was say strange. So there's been a discrepancy where they're saying that over maybe $5 million have been donated to the Black Lives Matter organization. Right. I'm not sure if that's even it. But with something of this type of magnitude, mm -hmm. you would think that you knew exactly where your funds and your attention were being routed. Like, you know, in the civil rights era, it was the NAACP, which also... Don't get me started on them. Which also was, wasn't founded by us, right? but quote-unquote represented us. Right. Um, I have a problem with it just on the strength of the fact of it's the national advancement for colored people. Yeah. National Association of Advancement for Colored People. And that in <laughs> itself is trouble troubling to me. <laughs> you know, um, so it's like, you know, when you get to it, who is representing whatever's going on and why, for the most part? Man, listen. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a whole lot of things going on that I don't understand. Or maybe I don't even choose to understand. I'm, I'm one, tired of people hitching their coattails to our wagon when it comes to um, um, social issues, uh, Racial issues. I'm just I'm I'm tired of it because they wind up benefiting from it, and we're still there, kumbaya and marching. You understand? Yeah. Let's be clear: the civil rights movement allowed for a lot of different rights for a lot of different organizations, organizations and causes, organizations and causes, and peoples, yeah. and uh, minorities, and um, and once they got theirs, yeah. Let's let's get to that. They left us right there, and we still didn't get out. No, because we we are uh, giving people, and another thing is we are very um, gullible people as well, especially when it comes to this type of type of uh, legislation. I'm because you say uh, people as a whole, yeah. Because I don't pride myself. I pride myself on not being gullible. Right. I pride myself on being. Um, one, holding myself accountable. Right. But two, holding everyone else accountable. Right. Because at the end of the day, only thing I have to stand on... Is your word. Is and, my word. 
and, 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 and that's honorable. But the fact of the matter is like, you know, we're, we're not a monolithic type of people. We, we have people that are of different mind states and stuff of that nature. Mm -hmm. But the one commonality that we do have is that we all are black. That is true. Now, and with one that, thing I am, I'm one, I'm happy of being a Sagittarius is I am not that forgiving. <laughs> and you know us as Sagittarius as a whole, all the ones that I know, yourself included, we're not that forgiving. We'll forget about it. Right. Right. But we really don't, or should I say, we'll forgive you, but we don't forget. Let right. Let me rephrase that. Right. We'll forgive you, but we don't forget. Which my mom basically says, if you're not forgetting, you don't forgive. And she may be right. That, that that may be true. Yeah. But we should never forget. And we're the only ones that are always reminded to get past. Yeah. To, we're, we're always told to, you know, oh, get over, get it. over it. It was the past. It was this. It was that. But as we see with people breaking their backs now to they want to do it right. And they want us. Oh, don't you mind me? That, that ticked you off? Oh, let's, no, let's, let's get rid of that. that. Let's Uncle change ben, that. Change that. Just give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to go to the cleaners to get my kente out. Yeah. <laughs> and I want y'all to forgive me. Forgive me. Yeah. I wore kente and I bowed down and I got Took on the, the knee. And yeah, forgive me, please. This this is a complete mind fuck. But I, I, I got to um, just say to everybody, you got to stay focused and you got to see it from all different sides. Don't let the anger... And the injustice gets you to where that you're off your square where you can't see things for what it actually is. That's why I, I follow the, the Bruce Lee uh, credo about not letting your anger and emotions dictate your action. Yeah. Because as soon as you do that, you're already lost. Yeah, and I think, I think with what we're seeing as far as with the riots and, you know, certain things that went on throughout this process of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it happened, but what do you benefit from it? And this is not saying that I'm, I'm against the writing that happened. What no, I am I'm, saying I'm all, I'm is that, down for that I'm saying it is that that can't be the end all. No, be all. that can't be the end all. Be the all. marching can't be the ones that looted and got like the Gucci bags and stuff like that, which I don't have a problem with looting. Be clear. I'm a big fan of museums, so I don't have a problem with looting. I go and I, I go to museums and I look at all these um, Egyptian artifacts. I mean, so I'm talking about it because I'm reading this book right now, and it's about spirituality over religion, and it talks about a lot of things and how civilization started and how we had our own religion before we was um, forced into Christianity and things like that as concerned. So when we talk about looting, spinning it back around. You know, I, I, I like museums. So you guys that are out there that, you know, have museums of Gucci and Louis Vuitton and stuff in your living room right now. That's funny. Put it on display for your friends and just call it a museum. Wow. You know? Yeah. Wow, because I guess you can get away with it when you, you do it. You can get away with it. Right. Call it a museum, you can get away with it. I read you know? something about religion and the actual definition of religion broken down is to, it's actually saying that the word comes from bondage. I'll tell you, even there's a quote from uh, Napoleon. Hmm. And the quote says, religion was created to keep the poor from killing the rich. Hmm. Hmm. 
Think about the dynamic in that statement. Religion was created to keep the poor from killing the rich. So no matter how poor I am, how hungry I am, how destitute I am, and I know that the powers that be have more than me and they're not doing anything to help me. Religiously, I can't go do nothing about it because it's against my religion. So what do they tell you? You'll get yours when you get to paradise. Mm. You get yours when you get to heaven. You mm. get to the other side, you'll 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 get, you know, everything that you 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 deserve, you'll get after you die. But what about now? Yeah. Yeah. You understand? And most people are not gonna question, what about now? Because you know, for those that go to church, you go to church and say, okay, they're gonna have a church drive because they want a new building. So they want all the members of the church to donate so we can get this new building. But Sister Martha needs a new hip. What's the first thing they say? Let's pray on it. Let's pray. <laughs> so you want them all to donate for the new building, but you want to pray for her new hip. When y'all could have just donated to help her with her new hip. Because she's a member of the church. Right. But people, for some reason, it, it doesn't register. That's why I've never been, even, every time I went to church, I get uncomfortable. Because I don't, I don't, I don't like what I see. Right. You understand? I always thought it's because I was like evil. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's fucking burning, yeah. burning in there. But no, <laughs> evil is good. That's what I think. No, nah. but you know, it was one of those things. Like anytime I went, I just felt uncomfortable because I didn't understand. So you know, I'm on time. They were passed around the connection pay, and I'm I'm a kid. I don't I don't. You don't know what it is. I took a couple of dollars. My mom popped me in the mouth and said, put him back. I didn't know it wasn't for me. Right. You understand? Right. I'm a kid. Right. So even as a kid, I was like, I, it doesn't register to me for that. Well, it's a lot of things that as an adult doesn't really register in these days and times. It's like, you know, you don't have to be a kid to not know what's going on. Because it's a lot of moving parts, and all of these joints don't fit. No, don't. That, but, you know, that's why they always say, come hear the word. They don't say, come read it. They say, come hear it. Let me interpret it to you. Let me explain it to you. Wow. You're not going to get it if you read it, but you'll get it if I read it. Miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> so as I was saying, right, I, I finished off with an evil is good concept. Right? And that's from one of my most underrated movies, which was uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn. Good right? Movie. So, for me, that's like, like one of those, 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 not a cult classic, but it's like a hood classic. Definitely. You know what I'm Definitely. saying? So, speaking on hood classics, what would you consider some of your favorite lesser known movies that the masses didn't really fuck with, but you or I fucked with. Um, damn, that's tough because so many, but I'm trying to like pick the right ones. Okay. Oh, King of New York. King of New York, I think was a... King of New York. It wasn't a blockbuster. It wasn't a blockbuster, but the hood loved King of right. New York. Scarface. Cause that Scarface because everybody wanted to be Scarface. Right, right. Um, so those weren't, those weren't necessarily... Blockbuster films when they no, came out. Fly, actually, technically, Scarface was a flop. Yeah, when it came out. Yeah. Um, 
What about uh? I'm all you know me. I'm more on the funny side. I love movies. Fear of a Black Hat. Fear of a Black Hat. CB4. Both are both genius. Both. Yes, I think CB4 got more shine than Fear of a Black Hat. Yeah, totally. You know, I, they had a bigger budget because of Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah they had a bigger, bigger budget. budget. Had bigger star. Right. right. Um, and he wasn't even a star at the time. Right. And whatnot. But those, you know, him and um, what's it do? Alan Payne. Yeah. Alan Payne, you know, I guess he was that you know, soon to be black heartthrob, light skinned dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was <laughs> soon to be, you know what I'm saying? The right. the, the 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 black. Uh, they were both guys. coming off New Jack City. New Jack City, definitely. So, That's so right. They, they were coming off New Jack City behind yeah. that, you know. Uh, but uh, Fear of a Black Hat was uh, for me was very underrated, but hilarious at the yeah. same time. Yeah. You know, um, one of our favorites, Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. I was going to say that. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle had, one, had a shit ton of hilarious lines in it. The one thing I love about movies like Hollywood Shuffle and I'm Gonna Get You Sucker is the fact that they had a lot of different stars that went on to become. Well, remember, they were, they were. They were at the time technically nobodies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like like Living Color. Look how many stars, like superstars. Superstars. Living Color produced. It was almost like a like a, a nurturing pot that they just exploded from. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like they brought them there and incubated them and just from there took off. Yeah. Well the 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 Keenan Iran is a fucking genius. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. You know, he's a genius. Um, and it's literally like their whole family is fucking hilarious. That's trying to You know, true like yeah, there's not a, not so far, not one of them is not funny at all. You know, and they, you know, they're all very good actors and actresses. Um, that family is, is, is it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. But give me back to, um, uh, the movie thing, uh, Don't Be a Menace. Don't Be a Menace was a good movie. Yeah. That Don't was Be with, a Menace. That was with Marlon Wayans. Yeah, yeah with the Wayans and whatnot. You know, think about the franchises that they have. They got a shit ton of franchises. Uh, scary movie. Scary movie, right. Scary, scary movie, movie, which, you know, they kind of was a play on screen. Um, uh, they had white chicks, but everybody loves white chicks. You know, but uh, what was the one with the, the, he played the midget. The little little man. Can I say midget? Can I say not, little person? Not, not, not politically correct. <laughs> you know, I'm getting tired of stealing words from us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that, that was funny. Um, what else? As far as cult movies, it's, it's, you know, of course, you know, the karate movies and stuff are cult movies that... Oh, without question. Without question. The karate movies... Well, they remember, we, we had that whole whole subculture where, you know, where the Wu-Tang basically took everyone's love for karate movies and put it in the rap music. Yeah. yeah and then you, got, then you got the rap um, cult classics. You have the Wild Style. The Wild Style. Star Wars and stuff um, of that nature. B Street. You have B Street, right? Everybody remembers those in the breaking movies, the mm. horrible breaking movies. Yeah. Those are pretty, really bad, bad, yeah. bad movies. But, you, you know, know, we, we kind of got bad movies. Um, Pootie Tech. Pootie Tank is a great movie. Man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was so bad, it was good. It was so good, it was bad. 
That's <laughs> it was so bad. Pootie was Tay good. was incredible. <laughs> Sadate. <laughs> You know, I mean, it should have won an Oscar. Yeah. You know what I'm I, I believe so. I mean, it was I right so. up there with uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Right up Schindler's there. Schindler's List. Right up no. there. Right up there. <laughs> <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Pootie yeah. Tag. Yeah. I put him right in right, that yeah, line. Yeah. Godfather. You know? Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. Got that Godfather. So, it's right so up there. It's Godfather, Pootie Tang. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Shaft. Shaft, right, right. Right, you know what else? Coming to America, coming to well, <laughs> coming to America is just a classic. Coming to America is a classic. Uh, we saw a lot of Eddie Murphy movies in that whole little package that we just you know discussed. It's like between Eddie Mo- Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock. That's a lot of oh yeah Eddie but, Murphy movies. But remember, Eddie Murphy was the first comedic rock star. Totally, not superstar. Like he had rock star status. Yeah, stadiums and stuff. Yeah, of that selling out stadiums. But you know, his movies were a hit. His stand-ups were a hit. Uh, he was a hit on Saturday Night Live. He was literally off. A people, rock star. People sleep on his acting, like no, no, no. In, in the same way that they slept on Richard Pryor and his, his dramatic acting. Right. Richard Pryor was actually great actor. Yes, he was. He was a great actor yes, with was. great emotion, and I don't think those roles. Could have been done by the people recast with somebody else. I don't think it would have been as effective. Yeah, um, with Richard Pryor, who is by far our number one when it comes to comedians. He is number one, Ace Boone, Coon, Top Dog, Go. whatever you want to call Go. him. Goat. Richard Pryor is 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 that dude, but his acting skills very underrated. Very underrated. Very underrated. His ability to show emotion, the roles he was able to play. I think his acting skills weren't as portrayed as great is because he had a lot of whack scripts that he had to flip and be funny. They well, weren't. In fact, he had whack scripts that had to flip and be funny. When you look at him, you're expecting him to be funny. Right. Because he was so great a comedian. Right. When you look at him, you know, when he does something dramatic, you're like, holy shit. It right. really, it throws you off. Right that you can't really appreciate it in that moment. Right. But when you go back and watch it again, you'll be like, man, this dude did a phenomenal job. Yeah. You know? And there was so much pain with Richard Pryor is that because he was so funny, I think that almost people were kind of shying away from that. Like, they didn't want to deal with that reality of... Because the Jojo Dancer movie is one of those cult classics. Yeah. And I think that that movie is just so raw and so painful. It is... If you remove the comedy from it, it's very painful. Right. If you take the comedy from it, you know. And pain doesn't necessarily translate into box office sales. No, it doesn't. So I can see with them them knowing that he can do... With us, it doesn't translate into box office sales. You know, but the movie studios, you know what I mean? It's not too many... They actually, they expect us to be action heroes and funny. Right. You know... Or sports. Or sports. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they don't, us showing pain, and we have some of the greatest actors, regardless of what color, you understand, from Don Cheadle to Denzel, Denzel to Morgan Freeman, Jamie Foxx, great actors. 
and actresses. Speaking of which, I saw a great movie, and I want you to check it out. I want everybody to check it out, actually. Um, I saw The Five Bloods over, over the last couple of days. Five Bloods or The Blood Five? The Five Bloods. Okay. And um, it starred... Um, Delroy Lindo, who was another he's a great actor, great actor. another great actor. Yeah, it's like there's so many you, you you forget to name them. I mean, as far as with with the acting, I think we had that. But as far as with pain, this Five Bloods movie dealt with pain, the pain of um, being over in Vietnam and the repercussions behind that whole situation, and to have it revisited over thirty years later, and. Um, the performances in this movie are incredible. And it says a lot to the time, like even with the Chappelle series that we just saw. I'm waiting for Chappelle to actually do more acting. He was good in a couple of the nah, movies. He, that, he also can act. You know what I'm saying? He was another good classic or uh, half-baked. <laughs> <laughs> he was in, he was in, he was in A Star is Born. And yes, I he thought, was. I thought his turn in that was really good. I think he was in uh, Playbook, right? He wasn't in um, Silver Linus Playbook, something like that. He was in another movie where right. it was um, a supporting role. You know, Sleepers in Seattle, he played like a comedic offshoot or whatever on, in that, that uh, movie as well. Nutty Professor? Nutty <laughs> Professor. But I'm saying as far as him getting dramatic in the, in, in the movie, um, I want to see more of that because we trust Dave Chappelle. We trust we trusted Richard Pryor. So I, I want to see... great comedians, we trust them, one, we trust them to be 100% honest. 100% truthful with their emotions and we believe what they're telling us wholeheartedly. You know, that uh, going away from the movies but talking about Dave Chappelle in that 846, you know, him showing that raw emotion and anger when he was talking about Joy Floyd and the situation that happened, you know what I'm saying? And, and to see that was uh, refreshing. It endeared us. It did him to us even, even more, more. Even, even more. more. He's, like, he's he's um. Right now, he's our champion. He's definitely he's, our champion. He's our Richard Pryor. He's our Richard Pryor. He's you our know, Muhammad you know, Ali. I'm right old now. enough to have also experienced Richard Pryor, but he's our present day Richard Pryor. Yeah, because I would have been wondered, you know, before he put it out, what would Richard Pryor be saying? Mm-hmm. And I just went back and watched a couple of his specials, and he already said it, which goes to show how long this has been going on. You sure know, did. He, 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 Richard Pryor already said it. So those that don't know, go back and listen to some of Richard Pryor's uh, stand-ups when he's talking about police brutality and how, you know, this, all that's going on is nothing new to us. Right. You know, so it's new to the people that are jumping on the movement and um, out there with us, but for us, we we've been new. You know, we have codes of how we function in society as black people. You understand how we talk to each other without no one else understanding what we're talking about. You know, it's just always how it has been. You know, hopefully it'll change going forward with you know us getting all this love, you know what I'm saying, with uh, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's rice. And, and the Kente. calls. You're not going to let the Kente <laughs> nah, calls I go. Can't, I can't, and nor should we. I can't go. Because uh, when I first saw it, I laughed and then got offended. 
I, I couldn't laugh because I was too offended to laugh. Which it goes was, back to uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas anybody else would have did what Robert Downey Jr. did, we probably would have gotten mad when he played the black dude in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, because that Cause would I'm be I'm looking considered- at it and I'm laughing. I was like, man. Should I be offended? Yeah, because that, that would be considered blackface. Well, technically, he technically, had a pigmentation right. transplant. Right. So it wasn't necessary where he took his face and painted it. He actually had... Surgery. Surgery. So the way that they spun it made it <laughs> less, less offensive. And I can't stop laughing as soon as I start thinking about him in that role. It was so fucking funny, man. You know what? It's the images that we've been getting over the last 10, 15 years. You can go I back think, further than that. No, I'm just saying just for the last 10, 15 years. Okay. Because, you know, every 10, 15 years, a new generation. It's like you have different people and they process it a different way than right. you would. You Definitely. know what I mean? You know, shit, watching Tom and Jerry as an adult to when you were a kid, you receive the messages a lot differently. Definitely do. Like, the first time I saw somebody shot was a, a Bugs Bunny's cartoon. Daffy Duck? Yeah, man. He was like, should I shoot him now or wait till we get home? He's like, shoot him now, shoot him now. Boom. And he blew Daffy Duck's beak off, and it turned backwards, and it was a black face. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was so many different subliminal messages That's that we got. And as kids, we took it in and we might have laughed and we actually didn't know what we were watching at now, the time. But now that we're older, we like, motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, if you're lucky, you're older and you say motherfuckers okay. because sometimes, you know, if you grew up on McDonald's, you don't see nothing wrong with McDonald's when you're 40, 50, 50 you know, 50 years old. You're like, well, I grew up on McDonald's. That is till you drop a motherfucking chicken nugget in your car and forget about it, then go to sell your car a year and a half later, and the chicken nugget looked exactly the same. That's what happened to me. Yeah, so what now? Because the, the, the things that we've been getting over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of years, over the last couple of decades, it's um, it's confusing, but... Where do we go from now? Because now we can't go back to it being normal again. Oh, the 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 normal that we knew, the normal life that we had, will never be the same. Yeah, I'm thinking and of... it's a good thing and a bad thing. I'm thinking of just me professionally, me, me DJing, and now me being around a crowd of people... Me being in a crowd of people, that's different. First of all, you're never in the crowd. You move the crowd. So you have your separate bubble. I appreciate that, my brother. like when you invite me out and I get my little VIP section right next to the booth and that's not me me being bougie. That's me not liking crowds. I've never liked crowds. I've never liked being part of a crowd. But I like experiencing you play. I like experiencing how the crowd reacts to you play. And that 
is in jeopardy because we may not get crowds. We may not get crowds for basketball games. We may not get crowds for baseball games. Obviously, you haven't been walking around. Because if you have been walking around, you're going to get crowds. Believe me when I tell you. Because people miss it. People may move differently in the crowds, but they're going to get the crowds. I've passed around restaurants that technically, depending on what phase we're supposed to be in, like I said, I, 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 I tuned myself out from constantly listening to it. And when I did that, I started feeling so much better. But I drive around constantly. Even when I come to pick you up and drop you off, I drive in certain areas. And restaurants that are open that should be closed, there's crowds inside, there's crowds outside. I go to the grocery store, there's crowds inside, there's crowds outside. People move a little different. People are a little cautious. But look at what happened when they opened Atlanta. Crowds everywhere. They opened up Florida. Crowds everywhere. Now they're... Florida is having their spike now, quote unquote, but they never reached their peak. As far as when we reached our apex of everybody that was elderly with pre-existing conditions, younger with pre-existing conditions, caught it and died off. And it's going to sound morbid, but the law of nature is the strong will survive. People are probably saying, oh, that's that's bullshit, but that's how nature works. If you look at nature, like, you know, a pack of lions will ostracize the older dominant lion once he can't defend himself anymore. Right. A new one takes his place. That's just the law of nature. It happens in, with lions, hyenas, it doesn't matter. So at some point, that it's apex a pecking order. Yeah. has to step down when he can't defend himself. Right. Well, when we can't defend ourselves from whether it's viruses or whatever the case may be, you're more susceptible to be taken out. And that's the law of nature. So when we hit our apex, we shut down, hit our apex. Like I said, the, the uh, nursing homes were devastating. Like, I think over 5,000 to 6,000 deaths came from nursing homes alone. Right. You understand? Right. And then it filtered out to the, the, the regular population, the younger people who didn't have pre-existing conditions recovered. Those who did struggle to recover, but eventually did. And <clears throat> those who didn't recover died off. You know? So a lot of people will have underlying conditions and not even know it. You live in a housing projects, let's say your apartment doesn't have mice itself, but your vents are connected to people who do have mice. You breathe in that mice feces, that mice feces damages your lungs. That's an unknown pre-existing condition, but it's still a pre-existing condition. Exactly. So there's a lot of mitigating factors that contribute to uh, the overall um, effect of the quote-unquote coronavirus. And I say quote-unquote because... Anything in nature, we were talking about it as we were coming here, naturally will not discriminate from person to person how it's going to affect. A cold's a cold. If one office person in your office has a cold and it's a natural common cold, everyone gets it. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to affect you and not going to affect you. That's why I feel it was genetically 
altered. I don't think they created it. I think they engineered it differently. I think it was something that existed. If you look on the back of a Lysol can, it was already there. Right. And you it's know? COVID-19, so that means that it was a yeah, 18, was a, one a 17. 18. They had their yeah. 1 through 18, yeah. and they, maybe they got it right with 19. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Right. You know, but where do we go from here? Like I said, there will be crowds again. Um, There will be parties again. I think there'll be movies again. I think it'll, you'll have a resurgence of the driving so that the environment is controlled a little bit better, especially in the beginning. Um, a lot of things are going to come back, but it'll never be the same. That makes sense? Makes all the sense in the world, because I'm thinking of now with my thing was, as far as with the parties, it's not so much the crowds is so much of the personalities. Right. Now, how does the personalities recover from the tumultuous behavior that's been going on within the last three or four weeks that have surfaced? But if you go back to before all this, when you threw parties and the crowds was mixed, when we're partying, no one cares what color you are. Yeah and no. But we don't go through... Okay, when I've been to your party, yeah, well, you know, I've been blessed. You play. I've been I've been blessed to to be able to corral a, a great group of energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm fortunate for that because not everybody gets to experience that. But yeah. with the things that have been going on within the last three weeks, four weeks, right? The energy is different. The energy is going to be different, and it can in certain instances it's going to be better, and in some instances it's going to be worse. We're going to have to take it as it comes. You understand? It's, it's, it's going to change from venue to venue. Some of them is going to be great. Some of them is not going to be great. The one thing that I, I, I struggle to wrap my head around um, uh, bigoted people is like you can love and enjoy our culture and everything that we produce, whether it's music, movies, uh, sports, and all the inventions that we invented that y'all don't know about or that y'all, knew, y'all do know about or choose to ignore. But when it comes to dealing with us on an individual basis, when you're competing with us individually, you don't want to deal with us because they're scared of that competition. True. I, I see that. But as you're saying, deal with us there's discussion now of if we should. I mean, there's, there's, a, been- there's a big discussion. I mean, at some point, it's in, it's in, inevitable to where we have to deal with each other. It's inevitable. At some point, the paths are going to cross. At some point, you know, so do I feel we should, I feel we should have our own everything like everyone has their own everything. Chinatown, Little Italy, Little Korea, Germantown. You understand? And it's not being separate. It's just, you know, the Jews have their own neighborhood where they go shop and things like that is concerned. We should have our own as well. And it's not being a separatist. That's just us looking out for us. Now, if they get offended at that, then go get offended at everybody else that have their own as well. All right, but if that's the case, then that's the new normal. 
we hope that's the new normal. I don't think that we have a choice in the matter. We shouldn't have a choice, but you're going to have a certain con- contingent that's, uh, that's going to be like, oh, no, 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 it's not right. Like what Terry Crews said. You understand? That, you know, you can't uh, break down the system without white people because then you'll have black supremacy. You're going to have a certain section that thinks just like that, which is ignorant to think just like that. You know that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a certain group that's going to be like, oh, you, you can't, because now we're going to... That's not in our nature mm. as people. We're not built or wired that way to where we're going to um, um, treat a certain uh, ethnic group or, or, or racial group differently. That's just not us. We don't do that. We, we are one of the, to our detriment, Most very welcoming... Hands down, yeah. the most welcoming people on this planet. Hands down. We'll never take what they did to us and do the same thing. We, we, we wouldn't do that. That's just not our makeup. Now, in certain in, 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 in other ways, we have to be more cautious with how welcoming we are. That, I think, should change. Okay. Because every smile don't have good intentions. That's that's true indeed. But my thing is now it's that leverage is a key word in now in discussions. Mm-hmm. And it should have been a key word in all of our discussions. But now the places that we do have leverage, how do you gain power is that you use your leverage mm-hmm. to negotiate. And what kind of power we got? Not much, but we do have culture. And culture is our... Power. Culture, culture, culture is our ultimate weapon. Culture like, is literally is our ultimate weapon. I think, our ability to create. I think culture is our, our ability only weapon to adapt. You know, our ability to 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 transition into something greater because we can take something good and turn it into something great. It's like they gave us uh, the worst parts of the pig, and we made soul food. We didn't make shit because well, I don't eat pork. <laughs> You don't be digging on the swine, brother? <laughs> hmm? Huh? One fish, two, two fish. fish. <laughs> Three fish, four fish. <laughs> you understand? But, you know, our ability to survive all that we've been through throughout history, our ability to survive and adapt is also one of our superpowers. Well, with that being said, we're going to need to be... Thanos level to get through this next little chapter because like we said, it's, it is, this is going to go into a new normal and we're going to need those superpowers to, to actually change our reality. It's not even changing our reality, it's changing our mindset which will change our reality. We also got to start thinking on one accord to where we're all saying, okay, you know, people are turning against Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and shit like that. Open your own coffee shop. I'm actually trying to think of a concept for one now. Open your own coffee shop. Open your own nail uh, nail salons. Not just hair salons. Open your own nail and, and nails and, and toes. And be you know? more responsible with your money. Yes. Be more responsible with your dollar. With how you, you spend, spend it, it, where you spend, where it, you spend it, it, how you spend it, who you spend it, when, it you, when you spend when it, you spend everything it, else. Everything. 
Yeah. Cross the board. You understand? Don't get caught up with the, I got to have the new thing. We was talking earlier when, you know, the new Jordans, the line forms around the corner. The new iPhone, the line forms around the corner. Just because the line forms don't mean you got to get in it. You understand? You gotta, we got to start thinking smarter than that. Our we priorities got to be priorities in a different, different place. Priorities got to change, place. man. Priority has to change. You know? And, and like I think said, that community... Circle our dollar amongst ourselves more than a few times before we circulate it outside ourselves. Yeah, I think community you know? is going to be one of those things where we have to start really, really coming to the point where we're taking care of each other. Because we, we, as a people, my dad had this credence that he instilled in me. And I think as a collective, we need to instill that same moniker that he instilled in me, which is respect is not an option. You ain't got to like us, but you have to respect us. And with that, that's the time, the type of time that we should be on Across, across the board. Across the board. Across Especially the board. in these times because... Especially in these times and going forward. Because like I said, they're going to try and rock us back to sleep. They're going to try that. already That's already been started. Yeah. That's they're already started. Try that, hence why they're giving us all this love. You know what I'm saying? I wonder who they're going to put on the... And don't forget... Uh, the pancake box. And don't forget the kente cloth. I know you're not going to forget it. Well, who do you think they're going to put on... Uh, Syrup and pancakes. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Maybe it's gonna be like Uncle Jeezy's rice. <laughs> well, I won't care about that because I'm I'm all in with buying Master P's rice. Facts. So we Facts. can do that. As long you as you get I mean? that brown rice, Master P, if you're listening, brown rice, brother. Hook up that brown rice as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. Number one with the white rice. It's a little healthier. The brown you rice. You want that brown healthier. rice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm digging on them Cajun seasonings. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling that. that. I'm feeling that. And he's from the NO, so he should know about that. You know that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's like you said, this is two G's, G's in a pod. Two G's in a pod, y'all. We'll see you on the next one. That's right.